0: stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home home.
2: coming at you live from dnhq in beautiful south pasadena california this is the blue heaven podcast Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, whatever you call yourself, you're now home with Jim Beam and Dodgers Nation. Please do drink responsibly because we got some Dodger baseball to talk about. I am Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the threads. Still threadless is dmac underscore LA, Doug McCain. How you doing, DWAC <laughs> Mr. Clint Basias, this is my favorite thing to do. Oh, we talked Dodger <laughs> baseball with you.
1: So much excitement this time of year. You got trades. Dodgers back in first place. Taking two out of three against the Mets. Got a big series against the Orioles. I'm excited. I'm yes, fired uh, up. Hey,
2: the Orioles are good. W the F. That's just... Orioles are good, man. You know, like, like four years ago, Clint would be losing his mind. I'll tell you that much right now. Guys, on today's show, we got to talk about some things we like, some things we didn't like. One thing we didn't like... Clayton Kershaw going to be out for longer, so I guess once again I should take blame on that. But we'll get more into that in a bit. Hey, a trade is in the cards because them Cardinals could be looking to clean house, and they got a number of people that I'd love to see in Dodger blue. And uh, we have some other things to talk about a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of a little bit of Shohei Otani talk because bit. this guy talked to. Noted Angels insider and expert, my man. Sam Blum over at the Athletics. If you guys haven't seen the videos already up on the YouTube, but do check it out uh, when you get a chance. Subscribe while you're on YouTube, youtubecom TV. Hit the bell, leave a like, leave a comment. It really helps out our videos, it helps us keep doing this stuff. If you click on the videos and like them and watch all the way through the best you can, you know, just like or just scrub through and then go to the end, and then YouTube thinks you watched the whole thing, and then uh, we get all the um, we get all the excitement. We're also in audio. Just search Blue Heaven Podcast. Podcast on all of your platforms and the last thing i'll tell you about before we get into uh dodge hot dodger talk as we call it, is dj producer cody's spicy. over there on the board and ready to fire off but uh guys
3: if, <laughs>
2: if you haven't downloaded it yet go check out the dodgers nation app it is in your app store doug is literally on it right now he's so he's so addicted to the app he won't even give me the time of day he's like i need to be on the app is he, is he doing it right is he, did he do the la the right way i've been pretty good yeah the left yeah. side yeah there's Stay. the schedule all of our articles there all of our content of course right now we're going to be going very heavy uh very hard in the paint on trade deadline on rumors and all that kind of stuff so do check that out dodgers or go on the app and uh it, it's a good spot good spot to keep up with your dodgers so doug dodgers came back from the all-star break one two of three against the nye mets and um Sunday's game, not the most exciting. Bats were a little cold. Four hits. Max Scherzer, future Dodger, shoved. What are the couple things you liked? What are some uh, takeaways from uh, from that series and just things you generally like about where this team is at uh, just over two weeks until the trade deadline?
1: Yeah, it was a big series win. You go into New York, you take those first two, but it's just how they won. What happened during those wins? Julio Urias having a really nice start. We're going to talk about that. The bullpen really is the first thing I want to focus on, though. The yeah. Dodgers' bullpen, they quietly <laughs> got their ish together. They got their you-know-what together since that home sweep against the San Francisco Giants. They've been fantastic in this series against the Mets. They didn't allow a run in 11 to thirds innings. Of course, you had the Manfred man there late with Robertson. I didn't like that at-bat there. I mean, throwing the fastballs, you go with the changeup. I think he just stayed up on that but still i mean that's one that got away felt bad about that one, but still i just really liked the way this bullpen competed the way they went on there and i think ferguson was the guy that really stood out to me
2: <laughs> i mean he had runners on the corners there bdf right there man that was an insane uh that was that was a like a series or season like a uh, uh, highlight moment for this kid man career highlight moment to get out of that that uh to walk that tightrope and escape
1: that absolutely the back-to-back punch outs there in the saturday game really led to that <laughs> win in my opinion and then yeah i thought it was fantastic brazier my guy of course he gets those final He's three been outs big on brazier Bra i've been big on brazier with the b i g but yeah from june 20th to now <laughs> last 20 games so all this talk about the dodgers bullpen i've <laughs> said my piece about this bullpen of course but since June 20th, the home sweep against the Giants. They've been the best bullpen in baseball. Not the National League, the best bullpen in baseball. A 204 EL rate, that's first. A 256 fifth. Opponents rating 200. Even the strikeout rate, that's something that I always kind of criticize. I'm very critical of this bullpen's ability to do just that. A 26.3% K percentage, that's fifth. A 2.1 F war. So for all this talk about how bad the Dodgers' bullpen is, and they were bad for a long stretch, and they do still need to go out there and add an arm. I want to see a Chris Martin type. I want to see a big package of relievers along with a starting pitcher, along with a hit a possible position player but still they have gotten a lot more consistency <clears throat> you see him working both sides of the plate you're seeing more swing and miss you're seeing them come up in big situations yeah. so definitely a big key to why the dodgers <sighs> are back in first place is that bullpen
2: yeah one guy I've, I've really liked uh very very small sample size since he came back when he did come back it was almost an emergency situation but alex fessia looks back he looks all Where's the way J-Kid back
1: 23 Where's JK23? When he came back, I promised he would be good and he said that was a bad take. DMACC. Which time?
2: Jacob 23. No, the which winning. time though? Like, did you promise? Now this, uh, when, this, this version of SEA. Yeah, uh, he's he's hitting his spots. He's got that, he's got the strut back. He's got the tenacity. He looks like he does not want to go eat at the Chipotle in Oklahoma City anymore. He likes grubbing down at sugarfish in, in uh here in Los Angeles. So love seeing that from that kid and you know you could also look at the stabilizing factor of brazier did bring another veteran into this this bullpen around that time they started getting good you know they knew dan hudson was was coming back and i think even Mm -hmm. if it was just for that short amount of time the daniel hudson addition just it, it gave them a different mindset and it got everybody settled into their roles and settling into a role again we talked about it last week the fact that um evan phillips is pretty much your ninth inning guy he's not everybody knows their role now and and that has uh helped solidify everybody in a mental capacity for their jobs and and doing really good so i agree bullpen love it right now right now right now i agree need more one or two guys what do you think
1: I think at least one. I think the fact that you have some stability, especially with the lefties in Ferguson, Vestia to me has been the bright spot in the month of July, a zero ERA. He's allowed no runs in four and third innings. And what I say when he brought, when he was brought back and everyone was calling Alex Vestia, Messi, I said, what I say, after the All Star break, he is a different pitcher. Before the All Star break last year, he was bad. I mean, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't great. A 314 ERA. After the All Star break last year, a 105 ERA, a 32.3 strikeout rate. He was phenomenal in the last 25 and a third inning. So hopefully that's the Alex Vest we yeah. get, a guy who was playing the edges, hitting his spots, avoiding the heart of the plate. And I think you're starting to see the, the momentum in that direction.
2: The big thing, I think they, the, um, the change for him was that three pitch K of Shohei that changed the season for him. Exactly. I mean, you strike out Shoei Otani on the road in a big spot. It's almost
1: like, hey, he needed to get up a competition, see himself, hey, in a big moment, in a big spot. He's a guy who really operates on confidence. He really wears emotions. He wears his heart on his sleeve. And he's a guy who can go on a big run, has that fastball, has the lay light that plays up. So, yeah, the more guys that – the more of these guys that you look like you can trust, the less guys you have to go out there and get. But I still think the more the merry when it comes to starting pitch and when it comes to the relievers. And, yeah, these guys really are auditioning for their roles down the stretch. And
2: if they aren't able to perform – we know that there are some options. Cody, uh, what are people saying about Alex Vessio? We didn't expect this to turn into a whole Alex Vessio show, but uh, bullpen. Just general bullpen thoughts, too. What, what's what's the pulse of the nation?
3: Guys, um, there's actually no talk about the bullpen in the chat. A lot of people are actually talking about trade candidates. Sorry, oh, that, makes,
2: that makes sense.
3: And a lot of people are talking about, I guess, some people wanted Josiah Gray back, and some people are saying that they hope that the people that want Josiah Gray get flat tires. <laughs> wow! Uh, a lot of people are talking nice about kid. Shohei Ohtani. Um, a Two-time lot of people are talking on the about network, by the uh, Lucas Giolito, Nolan Arenado, who we'll get into a little bit later. Just
1: give the fans what they want. All trade talk, you know. Uh, this y'all is oh, well, here my language.
3: Go. Finally, Michael Creo said the bullpen is still bad. All right. So Thoughts on that, Doug?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, look. The reality is, if you look at some of the metrics and where they're trending, I think they are due to kind of come back to life a little bit. I don't think that all the pieces are in place especially with the daniel hudson injury yeah. you can say okay everything's fine they're shelby, fine shelby miller still Shelby out. miller on the 60 IL. daniel hudson i'm not going to bank on that so yeah look this team always needed to go with a more experienced reliever a guy they can trust we got some names we're going to talk about in a second here but it's still good to see that during this stretch run that you've seen better performances out of them and i think yeah i mean look you need to win games <laughs> throughout the entire season and they're really it's almost a an ability to just kind of put it together right now and get to that trade deadline and see what we have after that
2: yeah still not a championship bullpen i'll agree to that i would not be comfortable running with that unit out into october but they are what they are another thing you like another thing we like julio
1: back i'm ready to say i'm ready to call him the urias once again he's earned the title back julio urias he was fantastic i think you're seeing the command you're seeing him avoid the heart of the plate he's just the spins better I mean everything across the board with Julio Arias he looks like he's locked in I love what Dave Roberts said after the game that the vacation is over and we know how much is at stake not just another season helping his team win a game but also how many millions are on the table for him and what that means for him but if you look at his start against the Mets he struck out seven second straight start going six innings and I thought that was a great job they did to bounce back early on we <coughs> saw Nemo it looked like it was a home run they reviewed it, it clearly hit the the orange stripe there on the padding what did you do gets the back-to-back yeah. strikeouts doesn't allow a hit for the rest yeah, of the game that So was impressive he's phenomenal he's allowed two runs his last 14 innings of work so you take out that first inning i know it's a little bit of cherry picking but you take <laughs> out that first inning in his first start back against the royals he has looked like an ace i Still feels strongly, as I did a few weeks ago, that he's going to be the Dodgers' best pitcher down the stretch, especially with the injury to Clayton Kershaw. This is a guy who has historically the best EL rate in the second half of any pitcher with a minimum of 200 innings. That's because when the stakes are raised and it's time to bring your best stuff, Julio Ruiz does just that. So,
2: Yeah, this is a team, uh, and and mash that thumbs-up button, guys, if you think that Julio is back. I still need to see one or two more starts. Uh, maybe one, to, to fully believe it. Uh, but uh, I like Dave uh, Dave Roberts' messaging about it is that Julio understands, especially with Kershaw, out, like he has seen Clayton Kershaw do that all over his career, be the guy all throughout his career, be the guy that steps up when the team needs him most. And this is the time that this Dodgers team needs Julio Urias most, because nobody else in that staff is doing much of anything right now. Like, yeah, Gonsolin... he had a decent start um it was getting hit pretty hard but had a lot of good luck on his side bobby miller i think is becoming a a bit more of a question right now we'll see what happens with emmett sheehan in this nether and this next start but uh let's look forward again real soon we're going to talk about uh some trades and and it's becoming painfully apparent one maybe two guys need to be added uh to the starting rotation but we'll talk more about that uh in a little bit what you got for me cody
3: we have a super chat. Oh. Special day here at DNHQ. <laughs> Thank
2: you, Thank you. What, you, having, you having trouble there, Chief? Kimosabi. Oh, sorry. There, oh, there
3: it is. Michael Carrillo said, Clint, you ready to bet Barnes isn't on the postseason roster? Yo.
2: <laughs> oh, I'll bet. I bet. Uh, how much you want to bet on it? I am. Uh, there's no way in hell this team, Dave Roberts, uh, uh, does not have Austin Barnes around on this team. It's just, I, I can't see it. Plus, you really want Hunter Fiducia as your guy to be uh, that that great bat off of the bench uh, for a maybe role in the postseason. I think uh, I've I've said a number of times on this show over the years that the Dodgers do not win the, the World Series in 20 if it was not for Austin Barnes. He took over that that role the, as a the starting catcher, um, leading the pitching staff to to greatness and um he just means too much to this team it, they call him the captain they call him the captain for a reason but uh should, do, do we Good talk segue. Barnes? i mean this is a segue we had one more thing we liked we can um, go back to that if you but want we'll get back to yeah. that let's talk austin Barnes, man yeah like, the reality is he is the worst hitter in baseball, statistically.
1: You know, every matter of fact, so the fight, a 102 batting average, a minus seven weighted runs created plus. So 100 is league average. He's not even zero. He's minus seven below league that average. It almost feels like it. I mean, yeah. the Dodgers, I feel like they need a serious... They need to seriously reassess that backup catcher role and i know that yes he is the heart of the team yes he is the guy they call the captain but also look this is a team that you can go out there and find an austin wins you can go out there and find an experienced catcher that can do a little better at the plate so yeah i mean you can't have a guy that's not a big league caliber hitter i mean the guy that doesn't look like he's putting together big league at bats and it's not a situation where you think oh he's going through a slump and he's gonna break out of it at some point we're gonna start to see that this is who he is is man i mean he's might as well go up there without a bat
2: we've been talking. For how long ago was 2017 that long since uh, he had his great years, first year with the team, like as a full time sort of almost starter? Uh, he was never going to be that guy that hit 270. He's not a hitter, um, but he's also a guy that right now is starting one game a week. Maybe that is a problem, though. Maybe they do need somebody better, somebody that actually is um, a major league hitter, as you might want to call him, because. On the flip side, they need Will Smith in that lineup, and you're starting to maybe see the effects of Willie playing a little too much. That's a great point. Because the average is down, the slug is down, he's looking maybe a little bit slower. And the longtime Dodger fans, you've seen this. Think of how many great Paula Duca first halves you know we saw. You know, Piazza, you didn't see it as much. Steroids. And you know, Piazza. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, Laduca steroids, but you know, you get to other guys. Grandall always had really bad second halves. Um, uh, 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 Russ Martin, you know, he was very young when he first came up, but he had those those big time first halves, and then they tail off. <laughs> Catching is a hard, uh, hard damn job. You are squatting all day. Uh, your legs, your legs ain't going to be happy. So uh, maybe that is something there, but I just I don't envision a world where. Andrew Friedman pulls Austin Barnes into his into his office and says, we're going to put you on the I.L., but we want you to still do the rest of your job. Again, it's, it's a one-day-a-week job. Maybe yeah. that is a
3: problem. What are That's you got?
2: We got anything over there? You look like you might have had something.
3: Yeah, we actually do have a lot of comments in here uh, once you guys start talking about it. Uh, Chris, Chris Allegro said um, Barnes will be there if Kirsch has a say. Uh, Michael Creo says Barnes offers nothing. Anthony Keane said you need a backup catcher. Who else? Cartaya. Uh, Craig Osterberg said, "Barnes 101 average. I'd rather have my sister." <laughs> um, um, some people were talking about you guys. Just talked about it. Um, how he only starts once a week. They're saying that's not really a big issue in their opinion. They say fix other stuff and then kind of get back to it eventually. Yeah,
2: if we're doing that, I would rather see a lineup again that doesn't have Miguel Vargas, Miguel Rojas, um, whoever else. You know, the the bad line. There's a few too many people at the back end of the order of the batting lineup, um, batting order. Is the words I'm trying to put out that when Austin's in there just really doesn't, Max Muncy we could throw in there because the average isn't pretty. All those guys plus Barnsey, that's just, that is not an intimidating lineup
1: yeah I mean, that's really always the case when ever a team loses at the guy that's really struggling they want to dance on their grave they want to say it's all his fault but i think it's a really good point the fact that he does play once a week and i'll also add too, you have the designated hitter role it's not like you have the pitcher plus austin barnes even though he hits worse than most pitchers at this stage of his yeah. career and i'm not saying give him away like his bobblehead night's coming up i'm not saying give him away like he's a bobblehead or anything like that but what we talked about on our show last week was on the postgame shows so yeah maybe a phantom il maybe something where he doesn't play for the rest of the season if he can't get it together but i mean look the reality is it's not gonna happen i mean if you look at will smith I mean, will smith is definitely struggling he's hitting will smith is hitting 200 in july with a 589 ops it was good to see him get that double on saturday but if for the course of a season to keep will smith fresh later in the year you got the dh spot that's being held down by jd martinez you want to be reinforced at all kind all positions yeah. and that's one thing this dodgers always tends to have one of the reasons why they win one of the reasons why they're one of the best organizations is you have depth at the margins and right now the backup catcher spot hey the dodgers they came this year saying is one of the best backup catchers in the league
2: right now he's really one of the worst i mean statistically offensively he is the worst he's not one of he is but the worst. was he but what the he t- that that does mean something to this club could he do those you know working from home essentially
3: yeah he yeah.
1: could. I mean, what, I mean, this is the thing. I always think, like, intangibles. was like, to me, a team leader, it's like, if you're not performing, it's like, let's say the team is a hitting, and Austin Barnes is going to rally the troops about not hitting. They're going to be like, what? Like, why should we listen yeah, to you I mean, about it's hitting, It's also right?
2: hard for them, to, uh, for him to have that voice, yeah. for sure. Um, what do you What do you think actually happens? Oh, no, he stays. I mean, it's
1: Austin Barnes. I think that this team, their offense, the way that uh, top to bottom, as far as the, how potent they are with their – MVP caliber players, and I think they're going to go possibly get another bat. I don't think yeah, has
2: Austin dropped one of these at all this season.
1: I haven't seen him do a freight train. I haven't. Seen I don't him know if do he's spread any cheeks. Yeah. I
2: don't even know if he's done one of these. But uh,
1: yeah, no, it's been a rough you. year. But at the end of the day, like you said, disrupting team chemistry this late in the game that could be a risk for Andrew Freeman. I also, think too he's still under contract, so that's it's, also it's worth
2: noting that it's that um, uh, Freddie Freeman that has been in a number of incredible, you know, clubs and, and squads and clubhouses in his uh, in his career. You know, he I already have said it in recent weeks, but he, he says this is like the best if, if one of the best, if not the best clubhouses in terms of like the team being together that he's ever been around. And I, I do think, yeah, Austin's not the primary reason for that, but. <laughs> To bring in like another rookie. Somebody mentioned, you know, the Cartaya thing. <laughs> Cartaya's hitting a buck ninety at, at double A. So he's not uh It's he's too late a, at this point yeah. to bring someone
1: up and yeah. expect them, especially the catcher position. And the, yeah, yeah, the learning you team have to go to a round. Yeah, exactly. they to so. do that.
2: Uh moving on, let's get back to the uh, the other thing we liked. You can't not like Marcus Lynn Betts. MLB fifty, um looking like MVP twenty twenty three. Hey, wh- that's why I said on the, the show a couple weeks ago, I said, <laughs> I Objects in rear
1: appear close and they appear with Ronald Acuna Jr. I think that he hasn't caught him yet. <laughs> There's no doubt about that Ronald Acuna Jr. has put himself in a great position to win that MVP. But I thought it was very interesting what Dave Roberts said after the game where he said he could feel. He knows Mookie well enough to know that he's going for that MVP trophy. And to be a multi-time MVP, that takes you to a different stratosphere. But he's been phenomenal lately. He's hitting 400 in his last 18 games. He reached base (coughs) nine times in three games against the Metropolitans, a four-hit game on Saturday. He tied the game, that RBI single on Sunday. So he's been phenomenal. If you look at their numbers side by side, Acuna still has him. Acuna's hitting 333. Mookie's hitting 286. If you look at the weight he runs created plus, though, it's a good measure of overall offensive productivity. Acuna Jr. at 169, Giggity, and 162 nice. for Mookie. Bet so seven it's back. If you look at their F-war, Acuna Jr. at 5.3, Mookie at 4.6. So if Acuna goes on a little slump and Mookie continues this tear, also the narrative I think really favors Mookie in that. You People are talking about, hell, this is a guy who was a gold glove outfielder coming in to play the infield spot, making shortstop look easy. Yeah. Also, the Dodgers could have a great record, but of course, the Braves really are the class of the National League. So I'm just looking for an exciting MVP race down the stretch.
2: For Mookie, other history on the side, he'd be the second player ever to win uh, MVP in both leagues. On the other hand, uh, the fact that you have um, you have uh, Acuna challenging for a 40-80 season, that, that's kind of that's a never been done situation and mookie i mean both would have times to win uh, an mvp again in their future but it's going to be it's going to be a battle hey they've had a co mvp before right <laughs> Yeah, I mean That'd be it's, soft it's, as hell, but. it's pretty yeah, that's
1: that's pretty much uh impossible, really. I mean, at that point. But I think one person's gonna run away with it. But yeah, I think I like what you brought up about Frank Robinson. Of course, he won it twice in the 60s, once with the Orioles, once with the Reds. Yeah. I think that history and how rare that is, the fact that Mookie winning one in 2018 with the Red Sox, winning one with the Dodgers, I think that would be massive. But yeah, I mean, look, this is a player in Mookie Betts who we're getting the best version of Mookie Betts right now. I mean, we're getting a power-hitting. Guy that can play multiple positions around the diamond. I mean, it's just a fantastic thing to watch, and hopefully, continues this streak. Is not peaking too early and save some of these hits for the
2: postseason. Uh, batting average keeps on slowly climbing up to three hundred. Yeah, Is it no, about just under two ninety now? Yep. So that's a uh, pretty dang impressive. Cody Mookie living
1: his bed slide. What
2: you got for me? Almost. Oh, I missed the super chat. I'm gonna dance for that. Yes sir. I feel like I, I have to dance even more nerdy just to make sure my hands are above the little graphic. It's like I don't—I'm not one of those people that throws my hands in the air like I don't kaya I'm just saying, I'd be more down here grooving, anyways.
3: Shout out to Nick Morris. Uh, Thank you, Nick. Comes, uh, safe to say uh, Burns and Adamus off the table with Milwaukee now. Winning, don't trade the farm. Let's plan for Otani and health next year. Let's
2: just say the Brewers are in it.
3: Yeah, well, I mean,
2: <laughs> on top of that too, the Brewers. <laughs>
1: The Brewers management has already said that they told Corbin Burns straight up they're not going to trade him, so that was yeah. the last week. So, yeah, he's not going to be traded. They also
3: told him, like,
2: hey, you're a bad pitcher. We want to give you less
3: yeah, money. Yeah, they also
1: had the beef in in arbitration. That's a good word. Where's the beef?
3: What you got? No, so some more people talking about um, Austin Barnes. They were just saying somebody said, uh, let's give uh, Austin Barnes some ringworm cream.
2: <laughs> some ringworm? Okay. <laughs> so, um, hey, yeah. hey, hey, look. One of two things. He's either going
3: to hit or he's going to get caught. So, and we need the dub, so we need Austin Barnes. This to is slug. true. So hey,
2: Doug. Yes, sir. Doug. I want you to know. So I watch, I watch, um, I watch a show online on uh, YouTube. If you guys have ever watched it, uh, thumbs up. There's this one guy there who believes that if teams would like to win, they should hit with power, yeah. or perhaps one would say that if you want the dub, you oh. got a slug.
3: Yeah. yeah. So I don't know was, who
2: that guy is. I don't, I don't
3: know, but find it on th- the
2: internet. Yeah, I would just search <laughs> for. Uh, search for that anyways
3: and a lot of people are saying um are talking about uh Mookie Betts being MVP um Ethan Frosty said I think he will win uh, Anthony Keane said Mookie will win the MVP you heard it here first uh and there's other people fighting back saying Mookie won't win it so
2: Cody what is your take who, what do you think uh who do you think is going to win the National League most valuable player in 2023
3: I bet you it's gonna be Ronald Acuna. They don't like to give. They don't like to give like the Dodgers or like unless it's, he's like.
2: It's more so that they really like. It feels like uh, the league or the voters really like new. Yeah. People winning the award. Exactly. Unless uh,
3: you're Shohei Otani or like Aaron Judge, it's kind of like they're gonna like want a new face over there.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, he would, you one would assume Mookie should be in that that kind of conversation with Judge and Shohei. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, Mookie's yeah. Shohei's favorite player. Huh? I agree. I think. Yeah, I mean, they all have
1: different things going for him. I mean, Mookie's playing three positions. Acuna Jr. has the stolen bases. Like you said, you're really establishing another superstar. Anytime you give someone the MVP award, you're always introduced as an MVP. So there's that. But, yeah, I just think it would require a little bit of a slump for Acuna Jr. and Mookie to go on another tear, really have another high peak and just kind of sustain this. It's entirely possible. I don't understand why I I had Braves fans going after me saying that this thing is over, that it's going to that it's going to mookie that's going to Ronald acuna jr but as uh,
2: noah's shaking his booty in front of us uh um yeah <laughs> bro bro just said shaking his booty <laughs> his uh, moneymaker. maker f- one, one, one final note freddie freeman also does take some votes away from Mookie. yes that's true that's that's kind of a problem because he's going to be a top five uh, mvp candidate cody I see, I see dancing oh i'm gonna dance, I'm gonna dance down here
3: People can't see you, Douglas. Oh, there it is. Man. Man. Joseph uh, Galardi said, if we get Otani, what happens to JD? Dodgers in a tough position. Let's bulk up our pitching staff and trade Muncie. And then shout out to our guy, uh Raul Gonzalez. $20 said, "Go, <laughs> guys. Thank and then you. swelling sausage. Oh. Uh, oh. So welcome back, Swell and Sausage. Uh, Verlander or Sir, uh, Scherzer, if you could get him cheap. So let's let's cycle back. Joseph. Gallardi said, if we get Otani, what happens to J.D.? Dodgers yes. in a tough position. Let's bulk up our pitching staff and trade Muncie. We'll start with that. Do you guys want to go with that first?
2: I, I will just say the Dodgers are not going to get Shohei Otani. I, I would know, say it's unlikely. It
1: I, I definitely think it's unlikely for sure. I would never say never, especially in Major League Baseball. I think there's a better chance today They're trading Otani, and not only is it going to be the Dodgers, but think about the Dodgers. And we'll talk about Otani a little bit is not a lot of teams have the prospect capital to pull off a trade like that. As far as what they would do with JD Martinez,
2: yeah, I mean, I'll fix it, have him catch. He's the new backup catcher. I
3: fixed all of our problems because JD likes to slug, yeah, yeah. If you have a
2: backup catcher that can slug, man, I should really just go back to being FRGM.
3: Yeah, good. GM, Get him you
2: know, behind I just, the I just, dish. Yeah,
1: you know, I, I run a tight ship. Look at me—the fact that he has played at least some left field this season. I'm not gonna say going you know from just dingers to just defense or anything like that. <laughs> but I will say the fact that he has played. I think if you're the Dodgers, really? I mean, think about this—if you have a, uh, you had a closed. Clubhouse meeting saying we have a chance to get Shohei Otani. I think everyone in that clubhouse would be on board with it if it meant JD Martinez going and playing a different position. But still, I mean that would really hurt the Dodgers defensively. You still have Chris Taylor and Peralta. I mean, definitely would present some problems. I am like you. I agree with every word you said, except for the fact that there is a small chance. If if he gets traded, Dodgers will make that call and see what it takes just because they know that that will increase their chance of signing him long-term. I'm not predicting that the Dodgers do trade him or even that the Angels ultimately move. I still think that's a big if right now. But J.D. Martinez, he's still pro- providing some of the best production out of that D.H. spot. So you don't want to risk losing that. I mean, you're talking about a guy, 129, weighted runs created plus, and he's on a one-year $10 million yeah. deal. He'll be gone after the season most likely. So it's a good prompt to have, I will say that.
3: It is. And then real quick, um, before we move on, Verlander or uh, Scherzer, if you could get him cheap. So i sausage, suggest that. I Either mean, one of you guys.
2: I mean, they both have their positives. They both have their postseason moxie. Um, oh, moxie. I like Scherzer more than Verlander. Plus, you know. Doug's good friend, Ben Verlander. I don't want to see him become a Dodger fan. Or oh, this will just, just prove he's a Dodger hater. For once, he won't post anything Dodger-related, even if his
1: brother's in L.A. But, yeah, the thing about, I mean... Kate, Kate Upton in the suites, though. Yeah, I mean, that uh-huh. wouldn't be bad. Wouldn't it be terrible. But I think, for me, Justin Verlander has a vested option. Hey,
2: Cody, remember, girls take away from watching 1996 NBA Finals clips on YouTube <laughs> yes, at 3 in the morning.
3: 1963 Rams versus <laughs> Ravens or something No, like but that. look, I mean... Uh, t- classic craving. I have over seen here. this
1: Max Scherzer take circulate on other shows in recent days, and we talked about it on this show a couple of weeks ago, and <laughs> we enough. talked about the idea of Max Scherzer coming back. And, yeah, I mean, look, if it's between Scherzer and Verlander, I mean, Scherzer, he's, he's going to opt into that $43 million deal no matter what, whereas... Verlander, he's got the $43 million deal plus the vested option for the following season, so you'd be tied to that. I think Scherzer has the capability of being more of a plug-and-play. You wouldn't have the adjustment period with Verlander coming to LA for the first time, getting booed. or just kind of having the weird vibes of the Astros thing, where Scherzer, he's been here, he's done that. And also, too, Max (laughs) Scherzer, he waived that no-trade clause once for the Dodgers. Maybe he does it again,
3: but that's a lot of money as well. Um, And then Boomer Assassin, now to get to the Kershaw stuff, These these are the days of the Dodgers' lives with Eric Or sorry, with Kershaw as Erica Kane, Uh, is that like Days of Our Lives? Is that I think that
1: was something like that. Yeah. If it uh, back to back,
3: back to back, Nate said if it was October, Kershaw would be pitching right now. Yeah. And for the most part, everyone uh, there wasn't too much comments about Clayton Kershaw.
1: Yeah, I mean to the last point, I mean that's the most important thing that he's in his top form come postseason, and that he can be in a great spot. So once he is back, he stays back. But, yeah, I mean, what really makes me scratch my head is him saying how he was totally fine, and he gets the quarter zone shot. It's like, no, I mean, there has been definitely these levels to this shoulder injury, and I think, yeah, I mean, if you are Andrew Freeman, you got to get on that phone, you got to get another starting pitcher. And I think we're at the point now where last season, what happened, Walker, Bueller, around the same time, Dustin May, around the same time. So, yeah, I mean, you really have to have some concern. I think that if you're this team, any of these little injuries start – creeping up here, if you really want to be all in on this season, you have to almost look at it as, hey, we're not going to completely rely on that. And if you can pitch, if you can't perform well, then fine. But we're not going to bank on 100%. Maybe 90%, but not
3: 100%. And of course, we have a super chat. Yeah.
2: Man, this is a
3: special day. We say that a lot, but this one is actually a special day. This one is actually special because I'm going to make it the Hornito, Hornito. show. Oh, I knew I should bring it oh, close to me. Yeah. Grumpy Forty Five Dino said, "Padres imploding like a submarine makes me smile." #Hashtag Curse Shaw. Well, I'll say this: you know, RIP to the people on the submarine. But the Padres (laughs) imploding—that is great. The Padres, the Padres imploding. We're nothing. Not the submarine.
2: We're nothing if not topical on this show. Uh, One of the things I've really enjoyed on the uh, the interweb machine uh, over the last—I guess it's really like thirty hours is all the people bringing up the uh that's what's in guys they're like the the padres are, are you know 45 and 55 <laughs> since this happened or something this absurd so that and is hilarious that is uh that is the ultimate curse and it just shows you the power of hubris it's real it is 100 percent yeah
1: i love those guys man we got them on and the show they're,
2: and they're what is it uh I think they're like six. Man gonna
3: lose. I think they're like Clayton's six and nine to the cruise. Phillies
2: now since that That's moment.
3: So that is D- what
2: is out in um, in uh, San Diego. All right, let's move on, guys. Let's talk about some trade talk because tis about the trade season, and apparently they're laying all their cards on the table. They have a lot of assets they want to move, or they can move, or they need to move. Doug, let's talk potential Dodgers cardinals blockbuster deals and i'll note this guy is going to have a deep dive on this topic coming up we're, we're on those cameras <laughs> there it is. wait uh, he's gonna have a deep dive on this topic coming up on the youtube channel so do subscribe and watch doug just you know do what he does best let it eat let it riff he's gonna have a good time but and Dodgersnation.com. And DodgersNation.com. there you go thank you thank you noah uh, join the movement blockbuster deal cardinals dodgers what so, up? yeah, look, the Dodgers and the Cardinals
1: haven't done too many deals, haven't done a deal since 2018. But the Cardinals, they are sellers. The Dodgers, they have not the top 100 prospects. They have the prospect capital to get any deal done. And you really, I think you to start with Nolan Arenado. Now, Nolan Arenado, of course, this guy is probably the best defensive third baseman of all time. Six-time Platinum Glove Award winner, 10-time Gold Glove Award winner. Now, I know you're very high on the idea of maybe going after Nolan Arenado, and i got some pros and cons on it, but, hey, it seems like you're all in on it.
2: Bring him home. Bring him home. Listen, one of the dumbest things Nolan Arenado ever did in his career was agreeing to waive that that opt-out because he's like, oh, he traded for me. I'd feel bad if I opted out. Dude, go get your money. Come home. Win a damn title. Uh, yeah, the Cardinals weren't supposed to be this bad. Apparently uh, Yachty was the glue to that team and Wilson Contreras doesn't know anything about baseball and it's just a bad team. They probably need a better manager. They probably should hire Bruce Boshi over there actually get themselves a winning manager, but um, it's a bad team and he made a mistake. He, he's always wanted to be a Dodger He grew up a Dodger fan and he should be a Dodger and uh, there's an opportunity to write double wrongs here. And maybe the Cardinals will be nice enough to be like we need to cut bait. Throw a little money and do right by this guy. uh, They only have like two, two, three years left of of Goldie as well. Give him Bush. Give him uh, Vargas while you're at it, too. You got third baseman there. I don't care. Give me Nolan Arenado. That is a difference maker for a team like the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a couple ways you can look at it. I mean, if you look at it from that standpoint as far as giving him Miguel Vargas, giving him Michael Bush, what did you not name? You didn't name Diego Cartaya or Bobby Miller. I mean, a part of that deal would be the Dodgers saying, we are going to absorb the rest of this $109 million on his deal. So that's kind of part of the reason why. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we wouldn't have to part ways with tons of your elite guys, right? And also, look, the thing about Nolan Arenado defensively we know he'd be a massive upgrade over Max Muncy defensively Love there's you, Max, no but... question about that also if you want to go the veteran route you can still keep Max Muncy's bound on the field by playing at second base a position that even though he's not great he's better there than he is at third base especially this season so you look at it from that standpoint yes it makes sense as far as defensively, I think that a lot of people, especially when you've been as good for as long as Nolan Arenado has, you probably just assume, oh, this guy is defensively as good as he's ever been, right? But this year, his defensive metrics, they actually have dipped. There has been a decline, and this is a guy who that you're going to be getting and you're going to experience some decline on that deal that is what you're going to be getting and in year one year two sure if they win a world series with this nucleus of freddie freeman and mookie betts will smith then it does make sense i was gonna say
2: what does doug mccain say all the time you only have freddie freeman and mookie betts in their prime right now you have one more season one more half of a season with clayton kershaw and julio Arias guaranteed on your roster you go in now and you win it seen you preaching that online too it's not about nolan but You go all-in on winning this year. It's kind of an all-in move. Well, see, that's the thing. So that's where I
1: have a little bit of an issue. Like I said, it's not like I'm saying, oh, I would be furious if they made this move. If they signed Carlos Correa last year, I would have been furious because I didn't think he was going to be a good player throughout the duration of that contract. But if you look at okay you're talking about the difference of what they get Trey Turner for what they get Xander Bogarts for some of those massive deals look what the Dodgers got Freddie Freeman for right 162 million if you look at it like that saying we're getting Nolan Arenado for a few years three years at 109 million then you feel okay about that now if you remember when they originally made that deal like you said when they waived that no trade clause the Rockies they paid 51 million dollars in that deal they've already paid that off they paid their Uh debts now could you get the Cardinals to pay that money it doesn't seem like they're a franchise that would be willing to pay arenado just to get out of that deal so i don't anticipate that so i think they purely would have to absorb that contract and say hey this is going to be our third baseman for the next three years and he's going to be a guy that can take us to the promised land but the question i ask myself is is he the missing puzzle piece for a world series team this year Last time I checked, he's not a starting pitcher. Can Nolan Arenado pitch? Can he go out there and relief? Uh-huh. Can he go out there and get big outs on the mound? I think, of course, the answer is no. He does still rick. I mean, a 127 weight runs created plus, 20 home runs this year, hitting 280. I have no doubts that he would help this team at the plate offensively. They could use another right-handed bat. But wh- who's the name that we talked about a couple a couple weeks ago? And that was Jamir Candelario, right? Jamir Candelario of the Washington Nationals. If you look at his numbers this year, a 118 weighted runs created plus. That's only slightly below Nolan Arenado. But here's the difference he is on an expiring contract. He is going to be a free agency, and you get that productivity. You improve your defense at third base, but also you have all the financial flexibility to <laughs> go after Shohei Otani. Now, the Dodgers, they've got more money than God. They print money. We know what they do <laughs> as far as revenue. But do you really think you could take on a guy who's gonna be making 35 million dollars next year and conceivably go out there and have a lineup that has Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Nolan Arenado, and Shohei Otani that's a damn near all-star team I just don't think that that's part of the Dodgers plan I think they want to go out there and they want to push all their chips in for the 2023 Dodgers but it's not about the money this year they're willing to pay the tax even if it's the Cohen tax it's just the years after that yeah. and that's where it starts to add up that's why I just don't see
2: it happening uh, I mean, there's a few different routes I could go with it. Uh, the Otani thing. Everybody in in uh, baseball, everybody, every pundit, everybody thinks the Dodgers are in on him. Yeah, they're going to kick the tires. But you know, uh, what did didn't didn't Jose Mota talk to you about? Uh, sorry, our friend, our good friend, friend of the show, Jose Mota. So didn't he mention uh, you know this, you, you got to factor in regression for Shohei as well? And if you're talking about six hundred million dollars for you know your ace. And your cleanup hitter regressing at the same time—that is concerning um, for this year and the Nolan factor. Which, yeah, I'm—I'm I'm a realist. Nolan would not be traded by the Cardinals. Um, but what—what what is the—the—the the, uh, the ultimate adage in sports and uh, and postseason is uh, defense wins championships. And even if Nolan Arenado is a bit down on defense this year it's still a market upgrade over Max Muncy at third base who that's concerning for me heading into a world series Max Muncy again love this dude Uh, just a great human being is good ball player who's not having the best of times this year but I do not uh, feel that that is a championship third baseman uh, that the Dodgers have right now not that Nolan's won anything. The only thing he's won is a raspberry on the chin, sliding into the dirt to score a winning run uh in the wild card of a number of years ago now. But this is a that, that's a dude, man. Nolan Arenado's a dude, and you let Max move around. You find ways to move some pieces around. Does that fix the the, the pitching problem? No, I agree. The the, uh, the I just bigger that- picture problem is pitching, but that is a potential difference maker. And hey, that's one that uh, alleviates that problem with uh austin barnes in a lineup because yeah, that's eh, a good point, yeah. you're burying the problem with adding more uh more good player at the top
1: but let's say you make that trade and he doesn't get back to where he was defensively it's like you're trading for steph he can't shoot threes anymore right i mean defensively <laughs> i mean he has definitely slipped i mean all the numbers prove that that's the case that the sprint speed's even it's down a, bad a lot team of, it's a bad team i mean yeah i
2: mean look the i look I unmotivated players man and we trade them for call back in the day uh,
0: stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home, bring them
2: home. um is that a trade or, or yeah, i'm pretty sure they, they signed they him. signed yeah, yeah but anyways but wait, I, it was, I, miss, I mean was i miss true. young for uh rafi man oh yeah. five rafi was or six rafi was it was a beast anyway so yeah i mean
1: look for me i wouldn't be furious if they made that deal but that's not my <laughs> welcome number. welcome
2: to doug and clint just talk <laughs> it's a new show but yeah i would Coming say WB.
1: that to me i disagree with you on the kicking the tires on shohei otani i think that this has been the plan for a long time there's probably powerpoints ready and hype videos ready and presentations sheep, i mean right. come on now this team is going to go all in on shohei otani if you bring nolan arenado if you don't think you can take you over the top i just don't think that's the case i mean if you're beating if you're if, like in the postseason it's a different ball game do you think he's going to be a guy that's going to hit over 300 in the postseason i don't think so right so if he's not the guy that you think can do that and you don't have the pitching it's not going to matter if they score five six seven runs if they give him eight or nine runs they don't have the debt from a starting pitcher standpoint so i just don't think he's the guy and i think at some point this organization you have to get younger instead of older that's like I, a really good point point. and uh, i just think that you're bringing in guys that are under contract if he was on a one-year deal i would say yeah. Hey, get the, if he's on a one or two year deal, I'd say fine, but I know I'm getting some decline towards the end of that contract.
2: To, to your point, I mean, the Cardinals are a pretty damn old team. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. you're seeing them have this uh, very unexpectedly bad year. Cody, what's the pulse of uh, the crowd right now? I imagine uh, there's
3: excitement. Nando390 said DMAC got beef with Arenado. No beef. You got beef? You got I'm beef just trying to Where's look the at the beef. Look, I want
1: Shohei Otani. I want the 1,000-pound white whale elephant in the room player, and that is it right now for the Dodgers. And until you have an answer on that, you don't want to do anything that could limit that. Imagine if you push your trade chips in, you gave some top prospects for arenado he's just not the guy that's going to take this team over the top without starting pitching to me that's option b or c that's like if you're going out there and you're shopping for you you want to add an infinity pool to your mansion but your leak is roofing right the roof isn't even fixed yet (laughs) in this house roofing
2: as we said the roof is leaking in your house
1: and I just don't think that until you address starting pitching, you can go for the luxury items like a Nolan Arenado. I mean, this guy, if he's a car, it's a great car, but it's like a certified pre-owned car. that has like 40 or 50,000 miles on it. It's great, but it's running out of warranty pretty soon. Man, that's uh,
2: really low mileage in this era. Yes. But,
3: okay, Okay, Max. Um, Kelton said, Max Muncy, hey. DeLuca, Bobby Miller for Nolan, Arenado. Boomer Assassin said, I am definitely on board for Arenado. Uh, Frank Garcia, he had a chance to come here, and he went to St. Louis instead, like Clint mentioned.
2: No, no, no. Uh, Dick Monfort, uh, Rockies owner, said yeah, he, he would right. not trade with the Dodgers. He was not going to trade him in division. And he actually took a worse deal to exactly. send him to uh, the Cardinals. So he, he had the option of, or did not have the option of coming to L.A.
3: Boomer Assassin also mentioned Flaherty and Arenado for Muncie, Vargas, Stone, and Grove yeah
2: when we start getting into these wild like
3: almost uh crazy trade yeah. almost
2: 2021 trade deadline you know the, the fact that the dodgers got scherzer and trey turner like i feel we don't accept the fact that that's absurd uh often enough because it is pretty absurd that they got two of like you know two top T- 35 players in baseball in one yeah. trade if well, not that, if not better than that at the time well that's what i
1: was going to say like if you want to convince me on
2: this then you have got to be a plus it has yeah. to be an all it's deal. not I mean, yeah. It's this in my scenario or my or jordan world, jordan Hicks. it's not that uh i don't know about the flarity jordan, jordan montgomery Hicks. i would have over, i would have jordan montgomery
1: over jack Flaherty every single day of the week yeah
2: there are definitely options so
1: yeah. um
3: you that was more? what I was about to say. Um, some people were mentioning some other names on the Cardinals, like you guys just mentioned Jordan Montgomery and Jordan Hicks as um, some guys that the that the Dodgers – they would rather have the Dodgers go after. Yeah, yeah. Get,
2: get me – get me. I mean, I don't think they're going to trade Flaherty, but give me Flaherty and Arenado over uh, Lucas Giolito and Tim – I forgot how to play baseball Anderson. See, I would debate you on can I get –
1: maybe not Giolito and Tim Anderson, but can I get a, go really crazy – part ways mean even if to include some of the top prospects and you get a giolito and a cease and milton possibly a reliever and two starting pitchers and then
2: giolito is on crack (laughs) doug is on crack hey listen crack is whack doug these moves are very possible when you have the
1: dodgers farm system i mean think about this next season only guy who's guaranteed to be back is Walker Buehler is going to be back but Kershaw could be gone Arias could be gone they it's could fair. not get they need Hulu to arrest they could definitely uh, use some help in front of that rotation but yeah as far as Flaherty I think we'll talk about that one next I want to get your thoughts on Flaherty because he's another guy like Lucas Giolito has the hometown connection of course he went to Harvard Westlake they had that legendary rotation with Giolito with Freed and Flaherty the only issue I have with Flaherty is he's really dropped off since he had that 2019 season when the strikeout rate was up he's not a guy that misses a ton of bats he's a guy that does post though but fantastic numbers he is not that he is a middle of your rotation number three starter that can be solid that can eat innings he's not a guy you say okay it's game one or two let's debate if he's gonna be in that game he isn't that guy i mean 18 games this year 429 era 22.2 strikeout Mm -hmm. rate walk rate close to 12 so Look, he's been sold in July at 145 ERA, but I'm definitely not all in on Flaherty. I would have Giolito over Flaherty if
2: I had to pick between the two. Yeah, 100%. I would, uh, like, my white whale in this trade deadline is Lucas Giolito, and I think everything really lines up uh, to make that happen. Um, but I still want Nolan Arenado instead, <laughs> or at least more. I don't know about more, but I would say it's, it's Giolito, or Nolan and Flaherty and try to get a Hicks or a Montgomery or something like cuz they need they need arm they need not just arms or not just arm they need arms
1: yeah no absolutely i mean you start with there you start there but the good thing is that there are multiple players that could help this team they're on the same team and we know that if Andrew Friedman always complains about the prices this time of year, but the way to get value out of that is to get multiple players in return. That's really the only way that you can get some bang for your buck, and both these teams both have those options. But I think if I had to pick between the two, Jordan Montgomery is in the same spot. Yes, he left the game early with a hamstring injury. Thankfully, that's nothing to do with his arm. But he's a guy that's a triple-digit flamethrower. Talking about a guy that the all the peripheral peripherals with the X slug and the barrel rate mm-hmm. and the hard hit rate, he definitely is one of the best in the league at. Walk rate's not great. The chase rate and the fastball spin aren't, but he's also on an expiring deal. He could help this team. Jordan Hicks as well. If you want to go the Paul DeJ- uh, Paul DeYoung route, if you want to go for a position player, but I just kind of like the White Sox players be- as a whole because I think you don't have the contracts you have to deal with long-term. The one you would have if he becomes available in Dylan Cease under a couple more years of team control, yes, you might have to even give up a Diego Cartaya or some mm-hmm. big-time prospects with that, but also, Clint, at some point, are the Dodgers overrating their prospects? And do you also sell them on a high note? I think there's a lot of that because to expect that nine of those top 100 prospects to all be legitimate big leaguers, we know that's not going to be the case. Yeah, I think at some point Freeman you have to do that, especially when we look at the roster crunch after this year.
2: Yeah, I think I think they've they've shown uh, the willingness to do that, the willingness to part with some people that are kind of maybes. Um, really, the guys they got from the Reds with uh, Downs and and Gray. I mean, Gray became an All Star. He took some time. Uh, to kind of to cook, but now he's you know he's one of the better he's the best pitcher on the Nationals. I don't exactly. know. I, I still don't know if he would be a, a a two or a three or four on this Dodgers uh, ideal Dodgers staff. But um, the ultimate uh, trade partner really is the White Sox for this team because they have pitching, and I agree that's what this team needs is pitching. However, the premise of the segment was Cardinals. I want Nolan Arenado, and I want fries with that. And I want Jordan Hicks. I really don't even. I don't even know if I want Jordan Hicks, man. He's Tommy Edmond. I, I mean, great. there
1: are other guys you could just throw in there.
2: What do you want? Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill. It's like at a grocery
1: store, and you're waiting. You just throwing a bubble yeah, gum at these There's other guys you can get in there. That dude's
2: got a. He's got a dumper on him too. <laughs> Respectfully, uh, but again, stay tuned to Dodgers Nation TV, which is here on the YouTube. Um, he's going to talk a whole lot more about uh cardinals trades coming up yeah absolutely so so subscribe we talking otani because we get out of here right now i hit that 58 minute mark i was talking about what do you want to do producer cody it's up to you because we got a lot of otani talk but also Otani's going to be the talk of the town for a while so we got a whole thursday to talk about uh
3: shohei that works for me before we get or to show it or before the end of the show, we do have something special. Oh. Oh! oh super Jack.
2: <laughs>
3: Very <laughs> it gets exciting. So Like <laughs> Angel Villalobos said, at this point, send Barnes to the minor leagues, aka the San Ooh. Diego Padres. Ooh. Ooh. Ouch.
2: Ouch. 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 That's a bird.
1: Well,
3: he could finally get the ringworm cream somebody was mentioning. This That's is
1: true. Point. He would be
0: yeah, close yeah. to Nanda,
2: yeah. wouldn't he? Incostable. Guys, we are going to leave you hanging on uh, Shohei Otani Talk. There's a lot of good stuff to talk about that. And we will be getting into that on Thursday, including the awful idea. Uh, of him being a San Francisco Giant that Eric Carroll's threw out over the weekend but guys, thank you for hanging out with I us find us on the internet, <laughs> DodgersNation.com find us on the internet, InsideTheDodgers.com subscribe to Blue Heaven, we are a podcast you can hear all this again, you can hear all the other stuff if you missed Doug's uh, interview with Sam Bloom, he, there's more Shoei Otani talk on there, subscribe to YouTube.com slash TV. hit the bell, leave a like leave a comment, all that kind of stuff I am RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram, that is Doug McCain on Twitter and Instagram, that's Cody um we got more. We got another one. Is we going have on?
3: another super. Yeah. Track,
0: minute mark.
3: <laughs> oh, sorry. Wrong one. Oh, McLovin. Three, two, three. L.A. Say, why is Will Smith live? He has a game in five <laughs> minutes. I got to get to Baltimore. The Max. Shout out to you, McLovin. Appreciate. i could use a better backup catcher. I'm just saying. Thank
2: you for the comments. Thank you for the questions. Very much, guys. We cannot tell you how much. Team. We appreciate you for the uh, super chats. It really does. Uh, it, it puts it puts the booze on the table and and food and uh, carrots and Doug's bellies. Thank you for hanging yes, out with dude. us. We will taco tawny on Thursday. Bye.
0: You know when
3: you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks?